Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we testing? should actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Testing, testing. Levels look good. All right, we All ready right. to do this? Uh, I guess. I guess I'm ready. Um, we're ready. We're back. We're back. So. Normally, listen, listeners, listen, listen. You like that? Listen, Listen, listeners. Listen, listeners. Normally, you know, we start off with some banter back and forth, but as you're all well aware, there's been such a big news story while we've been gone. We got to jump right into it. We got to address what we missed right away. Go for it, Tim. Go. Emmanuel Macron has spent 28,000 euros in his first three months as president. Guess what on? Makeup. (laughs) So... <laughs> no, for real. That was a big story. Oh my god, twenty-eight thousand euros on makeup. You back? I mean, Emmanuel Macron. He's a big friend of the show. Yes, we support yes, him. Yes, of course. So, I think that was the only thing we missed, right? I think so. The, the too. I don't think there was anything else. No. Um, god, man, it's been it's weird. So Tim's back from Europe. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen you in like two or three weeks. That's and, right. Uh, three weeks. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. Like, um, I'm so happy that you're back. I'm glad, I'm glad that you survived. Uh, yeah. I want to make. Everyone, to be succinctly understanding and clear about this, Timmy What's that? went off to Europe. And I didn't okay? text you. You didn't text me. No, okay. I texted you once. 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 So I I, I, I had this assumption that, yo, know, Timmy's going to at least post something on Facebook mm. or message me. You or, knew that wasn't going to You knew the first Tim, thing wasn't going to happen. You knew that wasn't going to Everybody in the right mind would make sure that, that their friends know that they're safe when they you land. You know I'm You've safe. Never, no, I don't know you're safe. This is oh literally the first time you went off in another country, uh, and you don't even tell me that you landed. You could have texted me. I did. I was on Facebook. You could you could have texted me. I didn't know like you could a be normal able to te- person. No, Timmy, I can't text people when they're off in Europe. It doesn't work like that. Okay, okay. it okay. just doesn't work like that. And the point is, is that like, I don't know. I just felt hurt. I felt I felt like my best buddy went off to see the big blue world and the big blue, <laughs> the big all blue world. It was actually very cloudy the whole time I was there. Well, there was like one day of sun. That's awesome though. I think it's better in that way because you're walking all the time. <sighs> kind of, but it was it was dreary. You don't want it to be dreary. No, I think it's what you make of it. I guess. It's what you make very, up of it. Just like very, Emmanuel make, Just like Emmanuel Macron's makeup. Oh, boy. But no, dude. It's so great to have you back. I think the listeners also are happy to have you back. Uh-huh. I know we've been pre-recorded two of the episodes. They heard all about the love between animal and man. And the, yep, you heard about Alpha and my idea of that. You also heard my little preamble, preamble. that happened but, with yes, Charlottesville. Yes, very nice preamble. And thank you, Timmy. I appreciate it. I tried to be as real as possible. Um, try to keep it real. Truly, I have. Um, but we'll get back into that. I'm more concerned about your trip. I want to know. You, we want to do the trip first. I definitely. I think. All I right, think our okay, listeners okay. want to hear about it. So Timmy went off for his vacation, chose to go to Europe, and um, Tim. All right, on the so, line, dude. What'd like, you do? What'd you do? I mean, I landed in Paris. Um, I couldn't find my hostel. For, first of all, the hostel was terrible, and after two nights, I went to an Airbnb. All right, so so hold off. So yeah. What was so bad about the hostel? I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable there. I couldn't get a good night's sleep. I just wasn't feeling it. It was bringing me down, so I went elsewhere. How many people were in your room? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Holy crap. Yeah, was, you were filled. Yeah, it was It was packed. Were they so. just kids or the adults? Um, I'd say early 20s. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Were they all from different nationalities or... You know what? Actually, this is what I want to address. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, while I was over there, every country among the English-speaking tourists, I kept hearing the darn Scottish accent. You don't like the Scots, do you? No. 
You know, well, I don't you like the Scots? Actually, before this, I had no opinion, but now they're, so they're on a, my. So what's all, at the bottom so of the list? So what's wrong with the Scots? Go for it. I don't know. It was just like, why are these Scottish people everywhere? Yeah, is that how it works? You just Pretty don't... much. You know what? Here's the thing. There's only about th- there's three times where I really feel a strong sense of patriotism of being an American. Okay. Okay. Number one, when I hear Scottish, British, or Australian accents. Number two, <laughs> number two, when I hear British people talking about the flavors of their crisps. Oh, you know those weird man. chip flavors they have? Oh, man. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, God, I'm glad I'm an American. <laughs> so that's number two. And number three, when any country other than America or Russia claims they had anything to do with winning World War II. Wait, someone was talking about that during the trip? No, but in general. These oh, are the three, okay. these are the three times. Some odd conversations to <laughs> have in a hostel. No, these are the three times I feel patriotism about being an American. So you got you had a room packed with people. Yeah. See, when I was the in... The Scottish accent all over the place. See, when I was in, when I was in Paris, um, yeah. I had... I was lucky. I don't know why. I well, just, I mean, I, I chose to... When I was booking this thing, I chose the least expensive room, so that's where they're gonna. That's gonna be the least expensive room. I mean, I chose least expensive room too, but I also looked at the ratings as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? My place had good ratings. There was nothing wrong with just, it. Just I was packed. just, I just wasn't feeling it, so I left. So you left. You went to an Airbnb. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And smelled like a dog. <laughs> I mean, it was a nice place. Smelled like a dog. <laughs> Um, but at, but at that point it was like so much better and I could feel comfortable there and I could right. get a good night's sleep that right. I was like, I'll smell the freaking dog. I don't care. <laughs> I'll put my nose straight <laughs> up in that. Oh <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is just like that movie alpha. Like, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. you, you had a Paris ordeal. Yes. Um, I don't know. I remember when I was in Paris, I really liked, uh, the hostile situation. Um, I was told to lower my voice though. Cause I, go oh figure. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, go figure. By who? Um, so it was like twelve o'clock. There was uh-huh. this, there was this art student from China trying yeah. to get into Brussels. I think it was. He was uh-huh. trying to get into a Brussels art institute, um, and we just chilled and hang, hung out and like like whatevs. And then the, we started playing foosball mm. with a bunch of these British girls, which later turned out that they were from high school. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Uh, I'm going upstairs, and uh, <laughs> I'm not getting involved. No, it was it was it was perfectly fine. We're just playing foosball really uh-huh. loudly downstairs. Yeah, and the guy was like, "Can you please just lower your voice? It's twelve. It's twelve midnight, and you can't be playing foosball this loudly." <laughs> I'm all like, "Sorry, mate." And then I just I don't know. It was, it was, it was I spent one day there. Uh, Paris wasn't for me though. I can okay. understand. That. I liked it. I liked the place. Yeah. Other than the ex- you know that the living situation, like the place itself, I liked. Okay. Cool. Cool. Did you like the croissants? Oh my gosh, you were fantastic. Right, right. It's I'm like, telling you. Like literally every other block, you're going to have a croissant better than the best thing you can get in America. It's, it's crazy. I don't it's even. It's the tradition. It's so great. Oh, God. You said you had a good eclair or something? I had a great eclair. Oh, man. Talk about that eclair right now. <sighs> I mean, you can't put it into words. It was a great eclair. Oh, God. That sounds so gosh darn good. The coffee, good. though, it's like, you know, they charge you like exorbitant prices for the right. smallest cup of coffee you've right. ever seen in your and life. And was it? I mean, it's high quality. It but what... It's like in America. In America, we're used to gigantic things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you know, you know. <laughs> I did not say a single you know, thing, Timmy. Jesus, you know, Jesus. I saw it in your eyes. I saw that oh, glimmer in god. your eyes. Oh god! When I talk about something big, you get a little <laughs> get a little perked sometimes. <laughs> okay, so coffee. Okay, yeah. Okay, so anyway, then I went to Prague. Um, uh, so you went to I want no, no the coffee. The, what about the coffee? It was fine, but it was small. Okay, all right, go on. Now that's something you know a lot about. <laughs> Shut up. 
Uh, Czech. They went to the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um. It was so touristy. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, like not even obviously. I say touristy, and I was in Paris. People are going to say, "Well, isn't that touristy?" Yeah, but it felt like a real place where real people lived. Right. Right. Prague right. was like it was like an amusement park level of touristy. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it really ruined the whole place, honestly. No, I mean, I still liked it. But right. No, no. I mean, I was in Prague for about a day and a although half. Although I did, like, wander around for a while. And yeah. I found this, like, really like really nice park that wasn't touristy at all because it's, like, a little bit out of the way. Right, right, And, like, it right. opened, like, this park, like, led to, like, the highest point in the city. Huh. And it, like, opened up into a really nice panoramic view of the awesome. place. yeah. And, like, no one was there because it was, like, really off the beaten path. I mean, and it was actually really cool, like... There were parts of, like, old constructions that weren't really in use anymore. Right, right. And there were these, like, winding paths and stuff. That's the fun of it, man. So that that was... Getting lost. Yeah, that was a really cool place. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I went there, like, it was touristy as anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's one of the few cities that uh, Hitler, during World War II, did not totally destroy hmm. purposefully for the fact that he liked it. It was just the, so beautiful. He loved it. He absolutely yeah. loved it. Um what do you call it? But yeah, I could see, I could see how. One thing though, yo, I had this meal there that had this stewed red cabbage. Yeah, I got to get me some stewed red cabbage. That yeah. stewed red cabbage <laughs> was so good. Oh, that's awesome. That's freaking awesome. And then I went to Helsinki. Um, I really like Finland, it. right? Finland, yeah. yeah. Like you can real. It's a small, small city. Yeah, yeah. Like you can walk the whole place easily, and you can easily run out of things to do there right. if you're there a couple days. Right. But I really, I don't know. I just. I had a vibe with it that I liked. And you know what? That's awesome. I mean, I felt the same way when I was in Dublin. I think, yeah, yeah. I think uh-huh. the piece is like you don't... When you go to some place off the beaten path... Like, let's... I know Dublin's a big location, okay? Uh-huh. I'd I say Helsinki's much even less popular as far Probably. as locations oh, yeah, go. Yeah. But the, uh, the fact is I had such a lower... I didn't have a low expectation. I didn't have that much of an expectation. You didn't have much expected. of an expectation. Exactly. It was like, okay, I'm in an Ireland, you know, whatever. It's cool. With you... We talked about this previously. You yeah. had the idea, like, you wanted to just go someplace. And that was the whole premise. Like, I'm just going to go someplace. It's going to be Helsinki. Yeah. And do you think that kind of contributed Probably. to it? Probably, So, yeah. um, what was the food like in Helsinki? Um, good. There was this, it's a port city. <laughs> good. Thanks, Tim. Well, it, well thank you, listeners, <laughs> for the Tim and Jay Show well, podcast. It's a, well, it's a port city, you know? Yeah, yeah, So, they yeah, have this yeah. open-air market where, you know, the fishermen go out and then they sell right. the fish to the stands mm-hmm. and they make the food out of it. Right. And they sell sold like really good seafood, hmm. like grilled herring or grilled salmon. Ooh, yeah, with uh, herring's so good. Nice vegetables and these nice like uh, potato, right, like right, right. potato balls. Potato really. balls. Oh god, get the potato. It was balls. great. It was that, <laughs> no, that was good. That was good eating. Um, what do you call it? When you were off in your travels, do you yeah. think you? I don't know. Like, what were you trying to get out of it? That's my curiosity. I don't know. What nothing. Was the, I didn't have no nothing like that. Nothing. You know me. I mean, you I'm went. Not, you went. To, I went. You I chose went. to go. You know me. I don't have these high float in notions of, it's not of so these much sorts I mean, of things. I, I guess. The, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what was the purpose of your trip? I'm a curious. Like just to go, just to go. There was just no to more go purpose. to say you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you got at it? You got got that kind of sort of mm, aspect of it. I guess. I mean, honestly, coming back, I'm not eager to do it again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I like. I feel like I don't need to go everywhere now. Like. When when I was planning this trip, deciding where to go, like each time I chose one place, I was like regretting that I wasn't also able to choose another. Like I want to see all these things. I want to see this place and this place and this place and this place. And since I'm seeing this one place, that means I can't see this other place. And I kind of like felt bad about that. But now I feel, I don't know, seeing like a seeing like one of these major places, it's not like it's not that big a deal. So if I don't see stuff, who cares? 
So in, in that sense, I feel that way. But so, yeah, coming back, I'm not eager to do it again. Like, OK, if I don't see this one city or this one country, whatever, it's not a big deal. And no, I totally agree. Like after traveling, I think my one of the fourth or fifth times abroad uh, when I was backpacking Europe, when I got back, uh, I was like, you know what? I don't. I think I. I think it wasn't so much. I don't want to travel. If it's like I itch the scratch. You know what yeah. I mean? Or okay. Scratch here's, the itch, no. You know here's the thing, though. When if slash when I travel again, right. like I'm not gonna do the thing where in two weeks I go to like four different countries that are far from each other. Okay. I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go to one country, maybe a bordering country, and maybe go to a couple different towns in those countries. Right. Like, I don't want I don't want the act of traveling and going to an airport and landing and finding my way around to like. T- be such a big aspect of right, it again. Right, right. The, the communal part of it as Honestly, well. Honestly, I've n- you know me. I never had an urge to have like a driver's license and drive a car. Right, 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 right. You, we've spoken on this podcast yes, how we yes. feel about cars. I uh, still yes. feel that way. But what I would like to do, maybe get a license. So maybe next time I travel, I go to like France or Italy or something. Right, right. And I land in a major city and spend some time uh-huh. and then rent a car and like drive around the countryside and they, stuff. You know what? They say Ireland is really good for that. I'm sure it they is. They say Ireland. But I wouldn't want to. I want to go to a Mediterranean. Next place I go needs to be in the Mediterranean. I don't know. Like, as It'd I got, probably be Italy. I got as I get older. I just or, or Greece. As I get older, I don't know. I, I'm less apt to. I mean, I want to see the Mediterranean as well, yeah. but I, I I want to go back to Ireland. Honestly, okay. there is a special place in my heart for that country. Hmm. And if we have any, I, don't, I know. I, I wonder if we have anybody from Ireland that's ever listening. So. Um, you notice when I mentioned the three accents that make me feel patriotism, I said Scottish, Australian, and British, not Irish. Yeah, I feel the I, Irish accent. I'm fine with <laughs> the other ones. Make me want to, you know. I, chop I honestly my ears think. Off. I honest. I truly, truly, honestly think. If you want to do that trip that you're talking about, yeah, do Ireland and uh, England. I'm just. I'm. I'm just. Trust okay, me. Trust okay. me with I'll it. Think about it. You go to Dublin. But no, honestly, maybe that'll be the third one. But the next okay, one's all Mediterranean. Right, all right, fair I enough. I got it in my head. I got it's it. In your head, it's got to be planted. Mediterranean. I'd go back to Ireland any day of the week and okay. then maybe take a, a ferry to uh, to England. Hmm. Um, this is funny. You're uh, you're Italian. Yeah. I'm saying I'm fixated on Italy. I'm Irish. You're saying you're fixated right. well, my on brother, Ireland. Well, my mother's, my mother's blood's Irish. That's true. That's true. So You're a mixed individual. Everybody's mixed individual. Hmm, the very, idea of race of what it is. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Very... um. Whatever. Postmodern tolerance. Yes. I progressive. Be- That's the word I'm looking for. I, I am progressive. I, I will say that. You know, it's interesting, too. I don't want to get off the topic of traveling quite yet, but the idea of these labels of what one is, either liberal or mm. or conservative, I can't wait. You know, so when we get to that part, we'll, let's let's put a thumbtack okay, okay. on that yeah. uh, on that idea. Uh, but I, I, I still want to hear a little bit more about the traveling aspect. So what was the best part of the trip? I, I'm curious. I don't about. know. I can't. You actually asked me this on the phone a little while right, ago. Right. Honestly, nothing like that springs to my mind. Right. Okay, maybe... Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about, listeners. You ask a question, they say no, and then they that's go back true, to that's it. That's true. Maybe... I want you to my, think. It was my first full day in Paris when I went on top of the Arc de Triomphe, and, I looked, and you got a full panoramic view of the whole city, and it's like, it's just cities here are so much nicer than in America. Mm. And like, I guess that aspect hit me at that moment. I mean... By the way, they were all the cities there were so much cleaner. Now that you surprises didn't, didn't, me. That surprises me. You didn't hear sirens every thirty minutes, unless you were in Spain. Wow, man! I'm just saying wow. you can't just say something like Whoa. that. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, so while Timmy was in Europe, you you heard about all those terrorist attacks going on in Spain. 
further making me worried about my buddy, even though I knew was he wasn't Spain. in Spain. I wasn't in Spain. I'm well aware that you weren't in Spain. Tim, this is what you... Uh, normal people tell their friends and family they're safe when they go abroad. I guess I'm abnormal, yeah, David. That's not even a question. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, You're uh, the one making light of these terrible tragedies. So... Yeah, Spain. Um, so it, it was cleaner then. It was cleaner. yeah, much cleaner. So I would, I even you would say Helsinki. Oh my god, yeah, Helsinki, Helsinki would, was, was pristine. Now, do they use the euro? Actually, another thing I want to mention do they on use that the euro? note. Helsinki, yeah, yeah they use the euro. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention in that note: Paris, some homeless people, not that many. Prague, the homeless situation is very interesting. There's not nearly as much as in American cities, right. but you noticed them, and there were a, a good number. It was so weird what they do. The way they beg, they kneel down on the ground and, like, prostrate themselves forward and, like, hold out something to put the money in, like, in front of their heads. Like, they're on their knees, kneeled over like this on yeah, the ground, yeah, and yeah. here's what they're holding. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. That was weird. I mean... I Honestly, I understand it. Like, I, I'm asking random strangers for money, so I should humble myself. Right, That's right, like right, right, the right, cultural right, ideal, right, right. Which is funny how different that is in America, where, it's where like, the cultural ideal is: I'm asking money from strangers, so I'm gonna accost them aggressively and yell at them <laughs> if they don't give me the money. So, <laughs> That's that's a big cultural I difference. Homeless culture. What that? Someone should write a book about homeless culture. I'm sure it's been written. That's actually written. pretty fascinating. It is the actually. idea of begging. I would like to read that. Yeah, that dude, that would be actually pretty. Uh, listeners, if you have any like good reading, um, I guess suggestions about homeless culture and and the, and the art of begging or or this or the, the culture art of begging, of begging. <laughs> <laughs> the art of war, the art of begging <laughs> by Sun Tzu. Um, what do you call it? Uh, that'd be interesting though, to see yeah, that there's a uh-huh. cultural dialectic of that. I know Helsinki's pristine, beautiful, beautiful. Place. Oh man, I, that, that makes me really want to go to Helsinki. I've never had a inc- go. I've never had like a a, a a a desire to go see the Norwegian countries. You it's know not what I mean? the Nor. There's one Norwegian okay, country. Tim, I don't. Called Norway. We've talked about this before. <laughs> that group of countries: Sweden, Norway, uh, Norway, and Finland, Finland is not part of that group. Finland is not that, Scandinavian. I, you know what? I don't care. That's they're all the same to me in that in that regard. Finnish, the language, isn't even an Indo-European language. Yeah, we talked about so that. So they're totally culturally and ethnically distinct. Did totally. See, did you see a raw herring stand at all? I didn't see any raw herring. No. Oh, raw herring, so good. Really? No, uh, I want some. Oh, uh, dude, it's so good. I got it when I was in uh, the Netherlands. My friend oh, yeah. uh, Monique. Um, first mm. thing I did when I well, first thing I first thing she made me do when I, the moment I got off that train was get some raw herring. Huh. Oh God, it was so good, and they, and they came with a side of onions that I did not want. Really? Yeah, and then I had a a, a croquet, croquet, croquet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, how do you say it? It's like a fried like potato or something. It's hmm. super good. Okay. Um, or something like that. So, what was like? What are your most like annoying? I know you didn't like the, the hostel. The, the hostel, yeah, that was the most annoying. But like, was there any other like, ah, oh, this is a pain in the butt thing? Um, when I first got to Prague, it was a difficulty finding my airbnb because like my internet wouldn't work and like no it was weird like my internet worked enough so that i could open my email and see that my host was sending me messages trying to contact me but it wasn't working well enough for me to get on airbnb and send a message back right so i had to walk around for a while hauling all my luggage to find a place with wi-fi and then communicate and then like it was a hassle and it was very annoying did you carry a backpack or did you carry like a suitcase? I had a backpack and I had, oh, it's gone. But I had this red... Um, duffel a bag? Larger, a duffel bag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. nice, nice. Yeah, I usually, I usually just carried a backpack and I didn't care if I smelled. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, what do you call it? So what about in Finland? You said there was something wrong with a key or something? 
Oh yeah, I lost the the, <laughs> the apartment. Is... I've never lost a freaking key in my life, and my third day in Finland, I lose the key. <laughs> like I felt so bad when I noticed. Oh, the guy t- was actually really cool about it, but I still felt so bad when I noticed. Right, right, right. No, I, I understand. Like it sucks when like you, yeah. you, you want things to go a certain way, uh-huh. and they don't. I don't know. I guess because I've traveled so much already, I'm you. I'm like. As long as I don't die, as long as yeah, I eat, as yeah. long as I, nothing gets stolen. I hear you. You know what I mean? That's like one of those deals. Oh, by the way, so on my flight back, I had an overnight stopover in um, Reykjavik, which is the capital of Iceland. Yeah. And I had a little trouble finding my Airbnb place there, too. So I was at the place where like, I knew, I didn't know exactly what building it is, right, right. but I knew it was in this area, so I was there trying to figure out where I had to go. Mm-hmm. And like, the Icelandic people are so nice. Like, people from different stores in that area, yeah. when they noticed I was lost, were, like, coming out and trying to help me. What? Like, wow, what a, what a society they have. Very nice people. Like, wow. I went into this one shop to use their Wi-Fi, and that helped me find the place, and they were very nice about it. Right, right. I wanted to buy something from that shop as, like, a show of thanks. But you had no... But Reykjavik is a scandalously expensive city. Yeah. And it was, like, this handmade, like, knick-knack shop. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm thankful, but I'm not going to spend $300 on a wooden clock to say <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that thankful. Oh my god, that's awesome though. No, I, I, I think like those off the beaten path kind of countries. Like I've always wanted to see those too. By the way, one thing I really liked about Iceland, like what? it's such an inhospitable island, right? Right. So there's like there's no sprawl at all. Like there's population centers, mm-hmm. and then there's nothing, right. and then there's another population center, right. and then there's nothing, right. and then there's another population center. Mm-hmm. I like that much more. It yeah. like feels like. I don't know. It feels like you see how human society develops in a natural habitat rather than in America where it's just this weirdly dense, sort of dense, but not really sprawling mess of disgusting buildings and highways. Yeah, like pretty much like you can determine how far something is from something by how many Wawa's are between where you need to go. So like, how many Wawa's are you away from me? Probably three or four Wawa's. (laughs) That's a a, a mode of distance now in the United Uh States. Yeah. Traveling abroad and doing this whole trip, was it what you thought it was going to no, be? No, nah, not really. What did you think it was going to be like and what was different? I don't know what I thought it was going to be like. I don't know, more significant maybe. Maybe like more profound and maybe, yeah, impacting maybe. of your life? Maybe, yeah. Huh. It was nothing like that at all. It was like, no- I'm back and I'm like, not, like you said, you're gonna, it's like going to change you somehow. No, it, nah, not at all. I think... I think he, You're going to say, oh, you are, but you don't even notice it. No, I'm not going to say that. I'll say this. Like, I think what it does is this. I think there are certain times when you're alone and yeah. you have to survive and uh-huh. figure it out on yourself. And I think uh-huh. there's something – for me, like when I travel, I like the survivalist idea. You mm. know what I mean? Like I am stuck in these countries. I spent this much gosh darn yeah. money. <laughs> I sure as hell better make the best of it. Yeah. Um, like you said, like you said, the first day or two is pretty rough for you. When I, yeah, um, yeah. When I was doing some of my trips, honestly, it takes a while for you get in the correct traveling headspace. Like uh-huh. I felt when I went to Europe the second time, um, I felt like when I was sitting in my room, I was like, I made a big mistake. Yeah, you know I what felt I mean? that way at the beginning. I don't think I, I, I don't think I should be here. I should be back home. And that's a normal feeling, uh-huh. I think, for a lot of travelers. Like the idea of why did I do this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Um. And eventually, it, it does go away. And to me, like, I don't know, I find it poetic, mm. the idea of a person going off and traveling and seeing new people. There was an old uh-huh. anime called Kino's Journey. 
Sounds um, familiar. Yeah, it's an old one. I don't think I ever watched Orleos. it. I watched a couple. I watched a full. Se- Actually, I've watched everything of it. I'm sure I probably watched it while you were watching it way back. Yeah, That's it was probably old. It, it was old. This is back when New Type Magazine was out, yeah, and yeah. they actually used to give out free DVDs um, for like promo videos and stuff. Anyhow, um, I don't know. I think the art of traveling, the idea of just getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think for you, I think it's all. How do you enjoy traveling? I think it's part of a learned experience. Because when I went out on my own to do my own traveling, yeah. like when I went to Europe a couple years ago, backpacking. I've already had several ex- guided experiences uh-huh, yeah. versus this was your first time out of the country uh-huh. and there was no guided experience. You were you were doing your own thing. And mm-hmm. I think, too, at the same token, like, we learn what we like to do. You know what I mean? Like, personally with me, like... Um, you know, I, I met with a lot of old friends as well, so that uh-huh. kind of helped with it yeah. as well. But you didn't, you don't, you don't know anybody from the countries no, you went to. No. Like, if you went to Europe, yeah, uh, excuse me, if you went to England or if you went to yeah, Ireland, yeah. you would have probably met up with a lot of people. You know, because mm-hmm. I know we have we have mutual friends in those Could've countries. Met up with Hickey. Oh, Hickey, L- gotta love him. Um, but in the in, you know, so I understand that uh, the concept of like you know, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, but at the same token, you know. I feel like you're going to feel like there was, it, that was an important part of your life. Like right now, you, you're, you're in the thick of it. Uh-huh. When I got back from my European excursions, I didn't want to travel for a while. Yeah. I just didn't. Uh-huh. I was like, for first off, holy crap, that was a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. But at the same token, too, you feel, uh, you know, let's get back to reality. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, kind of. Um, I do feel, I guess in a sense, now that I've traveled and I'm back, I'm, I feel like more of a sense of comfort in being here than I did before. I think there's a respectfulness so maybe of that, it. That's your sense. Like you're you're happy that you have your own space, and I yeah, think too yeah. with you, uh-huh. I think I think you're you're more of an introvert when it comes to living space. Uh-huh. I think you like I think you're spoiled. I think you like having your own space. You live yeah. on, you live on your own in the city in Philadelphia uh-huh. versus I've been living you live with, with a bunch of I've been living with characters. people all my life. But I have my own private bathroom now, thank God. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's one thing I have never had in my entire life. Yeah. Of, of all the 20, 20 oh, odd wow, years I Oh, wow, really? In. That's, that's I, nuts. I never once had a private bathroom. That is nuts. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. even when I lived with you, we, I, shared, you know, the I, we shared the bathroom. Uh-huh. So I've, and obviously when I lived with my family, obviously wow. I didn't have a private. So when I got that point in my life, I was like, you know what? I'm making it. <laughs> I could, I, I don't have to have someone knock on the door yeah. telling me to hurry up or <laughs> like, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you actually wanted to listen to because today. Like, <laughs> Dave, I want to listen to the, the Dave's bathroom habits. You can habits. take all the time you want and make sure it gets done right in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you got back safe. I'm yeah. happy you've experienced the ups and downs of traveling. And I know like that's always was something that you really wanted to do. Uh-huh. And I think going forward, I think you, you, what would you do differently? What would you do differently I don't know. if you had I don't, to go back? Well, like not, necessarily I, to those, not necessarily to those exact locations, but if you were to do traveling again... Like I said, I wouldn't go to so many different places. I'd go to one country and maybe go to different places in that country. Right. And make sure that, like, flying and getting myself accommodated to a new place right. is, like, less of an aspect and takes up less time. And you, would, you wouldn't do the hostel life? No, life. no, no, you no, do, no. You no, do no. the Airbnb? No, you know, no, no. Hostels... Maybe I'm just too old for it, but no. <laughs> I don't know. I did, it. I did mine when I was, like, 24, 25. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. But then again, I'm really good, good with meeting new people. And yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, hostels do have private rooms, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. And so next time, maybe you should want the private room setting. Uh-huh. I don't know if you share the same bathroom, but what yeah, difference yeah. does it freaking make? You know? I don't know. At that point, what's the difference from an Airbnb? Probably $25. Eh, not worth it. To me, cause you're, still, you're still around people. And what's eh. nice about hostels is usually they're around urban centers versus sometimes yeah. Airbnbs. All my places were very central that right. I went to. How much to? did you pay for your Airbnb? I'm curious. Oh, man, I don't remember. Like, what was um, the average 60-ish. price? 60-ish. 
It's about right. Yeah. It's about right. So, well, anyhow, I'm glad you're back. Uh, actually, I was listening to some of the old podcasts while they were going oh, yeah? up, and it's all like, I miss chit-chatting with Tim. We're back. I bet we're back. We're, we're back, it. baby. We're back. Um, so, yeah. So, as Tim and I alluded to, um, as he was gone in um, in Europe, yeah. there were, and I was on my vacation. I was in Virginia, mind you. I, I, I seriously was. <laughs> and I, I was, You were there. I was not there. Oh, my there, gosh, Dave. But you were there. I, I was not there in Charlottesville. I was not. <sighs> Um, but, uh, had one of them torches and everything. No, no, God, no. Um, so while I was on vacation, I was, I was on an island, a a beach island in Virginia. Uh And, uh, while, uh, while I was there, some events were occurring Mm. in, in America that were pretty disturbing. Uh And, uh, of course we're talking about the events of Charlottesville, Virginia. And as they, as they, you know, progressed and ensued, you know, um, I was like Tim and I really. I wish Tim and Tim was here, and I were here to talk about this to our to our viewers. I know this is uh-huh. this is important. And um, so when it all went down, Tim eventually did freaking text me. Uh-huh. Thanks, Tim. Welcome. And I we briefly talked about how we're going to do this, and I and we came to the conclusion that obviously. I don't think it's appropriate. It wasn't appropriate for us just to leave our pre-recorded track in isolation. Uh-huh. For after the events that went on, because I feel like. Our channel is much more than just an entertainment channel. I feel like mm. it's a. I think it'd be very superficial, at least to us yeah, and to our uh-huh. listeners, to you guys out there. Um, I felt like it would be very superficial. Uh, so we agreed that we make a pre-recorded track uh, mm. to dub over that. And uh, last week, what you heard was what you heard. Um, so I got mixed reviews from the from it. Not really? negative. Not negatively. Well, okay. Not negatively. I mean, like my. We've never really. I mean, when we go on our rants and we uh-huh. go on our things like yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's it, I feel like it's more organic. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. That uh-huh. was obviously much Very more scripted. And, and, and but honestly, too, well, it was I, just I wanted, you. You had no one to bounce I, exactly. off. Exactly. And something. I feel too. And I'm, I'm not. Def- I'm not. I'm not quote unquote defending it. I'm just saying when it was recorded, I wanted. I think my main objective was to be real to what to how i felt about the situation mm. at hand and, and, and the fact that you know i was on vacation in charlotte and uh, not charlottesville excuse me i was on vacation in virginia uh-huh. and i was with my girlfriend and my girlfriend is a uh, korean uh-huh. um you know it just it just it i i felt and and she expressed this to me too a little uns- the first thought that she came to her head she said to me was um am i safe yeah and the fact yeah, that of course. i have to have somebody that i care for deeply and it's so in front of me that that uh-huh. that, that that pure reaction is mm. is in front of me, and that I have to tell her that 2017 that well, I no, have to well, even tell her that she'll be safe and that it'll be okay. You know that bother that uh, this oh, that had bothered me. I mean, everything about that event bothers me, but the fact that it's so real and the fact that I know that other people have that conversation, and you know, I'm privileged to have the ability to be out of that that situation and just drive away if I needed to with uh-huh. her. It. It really hits me hard, and that's why when I recorded that pre-recorded thing, you're feeling a, a sense of just n- not only anger but sadness that America is still like this. Okay, I want to address know? that. Okay, now here's the thing. The ideology of the people behind this protest is disgusting and should be condemned clearly, clearly. and uh, obviously we condemn it clearly. Clearly, clearly. All the ideology behind the, the right wing. The neo-Nazis, yes, the KKK, yes, yes. the white supremacists. But it was... Uh, there, there was too much hysteria in the media around this. It is incredibly, utterly insignificant. It was, what, 800 people or something like that? Um, they basically, 
this this rally thing had been planned for a while, right? I don't think it was. No, it it, it, it had, was not. It was it was. A, it was it was no, it was not. The rally itself for several months it had been being in, it was in, not, in well, the it works. was not it was not it was not uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um it was not legally it was not a legal protest. It, it was. was. I don't believe First, it, it. No, I guarantee. The torch lights near the University of uh, of, of Virginia was not with the those the, the dumb tiki torches were not. Maybe I'm not sure about the tiki torch. I know the main rally the next day With- had been legally. Um, it was legal rally. It was. It, it had already been adjudicated through the courts. They got their permit to do so ahead of time. Then, even before the protest occurred, um, the government of Charlottesville tried to move them somewhere else so that they would be less noticeable. And the ACLU actually went on the side of the protesters because the ACLU has for a long time been a non-ideological very much pro-First Amendment movement, right? Mm-hmm. They're the sort of organization that has been um, in some ways notorious, in some ways um, lauded for defending the First Amendment rights of any group that wants to express themselves nonviolently. Okay. No matter how bad their ideology mm-hmm. is, their position is the First Amendment is so valuable we defend any use of it. Okay. Like they've defended like... KKK rallies okay. and marches. Right, 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 right. Like, they've provided legal services. The ACLU? Yeah, ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union. Okay. So when the government of Charlottesville tried to move this protest to somewhere where it would be more confined and less noticeable, they took it to court. The ACLU helped them take it to court. Right. And a judge ruled, no, Charlottesville, you can't do this. The The, the judge found the reason you're trying to do this to move them somewhere where they'll be more, and this is a funny word to use, but more marginalized in their in their rally. Right. The reason you're doing this is because of their ideology. The First Amendment protects their right to nonviolently, and we'll address the nonviolently part, right, obviously. Right, exactly. The First Amendment protects their right to nonviolently express their ideology, right. no matter how bad that ideology right. is. So therefore, you can't move them. It has to go mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. as... They planned it, and as you agreed to the permit some time ago. Right. So anyway, it was permitted. It was legal. Anyway, it had been in the works for a while. There were There's a ton of different national right-wing organizations mm. that came together and got the people who subscribed to them from all over the country to come into here. And this was the number, you know, that they were able to put on, like, you know, something like 800 or 1,000 or something like that. Really, they're very, they're utterly insignificant. Um, and obviously, the response to this rally, you see how insignificant and how utterly marginal they are. I mean, every business and organization and government person went out of their way to say, Look how much we don't like these guys, right? Right. I mean, there's been so much backlash from it. Um, a lot of the, like the Daily Stormer, one of the, um, probably maybe the major like neo-Nazi site on the right, internet, right, like right. it got basically kicked off the internet. You know, we can discuss whether that's right or not. Also, right, right, but right, like, right. and I, like even like OK Cupid, did you see that publicity no, no, stunt I did where not. OK Cupid's like we ban every um white supremacist for life because a site about love has no place for hate. But how would they distinguish between one who is a Who knows? <laughs> it's a, a freaking publicity stunt, yeah, right? Yeah. So the point was... Great job, okay, say. The, the, the first, like, sign of any rally that veered into explicit white supremacy and explicit neo-Nazism, which this rally did do, yes. has been utterly marginalized and roundly condemned. They're totally insignificant. So the ideologies behind this rally and the people associated with them are disgusting and deserve to be condemned and should be condemned, but they're not in any sense a threat. So, and I do think the media response 
to them, portraying them as an active threat, as something they are growing in a sense, but portraying them as something that's growing to the point of being like a mass movement capable of possibly affecting society in like a real sense. I think honestly that portrayal has veered to the point of being irresponsible. So a couple things to unpack there. Yes. Um, you know. The legality aside of whether the protest was legal, it probably was. But it was I think, no, I think, no, 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 no. It was one hundred percent legal. It was legal. But what I'm saying is, is that whether or not that sort of rhetoric and that sort of rallying should be allowed, I think one hundred percent yes. The problem with that is, though, is that freedom of speech is 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 a blanket term for a lot of sort of things. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. And if it doesn't incite a form of of risk towards uh, the general population, then mm-hmm. yes, freedom of speech should be honored. Yeah. However, however, uh-huh. you can't go off into a movie theater and scream fire, 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 fire. You know what's funny let, about... Let, let, let me okay, finish. Go okay. ahead. So you can't go into a movie theater and scream fire, 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 uh-huh. fire, because that, that, that gives a form of risk to the general population. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. So I'm not saying that you can't be a piece of garbage racist bigot kick a case white supremacist yeah, whatever uh-huh. on a legal standpoint of freedom of speech okay i will say though that rallies like this mm-hmm. whether you want to argue the violence came about because of them or because of counter protests we're where, gonna I'll, i'm gonna go into that right right we'll but go into that it is apparent that um, if if it's so insignificant uh-huh. and there is such a negative you know a negative feel towards it that would incite others to be violent towards them. Okay. No, that's it. I see what you're. Okay. Okay. I'll let I'm you just finish. saying. Finish. The point is this: even though it's a minority view, uh-huh. this white supremacist, yeah. KKK, neo-Nazi view. Okay. It can. I understand the logic behind where they have the right to say these things. My problem is though is that if they are so, so abhorred, okay, that and, and for rightfully so, okay, uh-huh. then I don't think it's proper to have that as a legal standpoint for them to be in areas that would elicit such a reaction. Now, one could argue, one could argue, one could argue that during the civil rights movement, uh-huh. it was yes, so. Exactly. I understand that uh-huh. it was so profane to have the idea that god forbid people of color or people of individuals who are trying to support equal rights for those who aren't white uh-huh. come into our neighborhoods and come into protest these sorts of things yeah and that because of that people will have a form of violence against and towards them uh-huh. okay i don't think we can equate those two however to be the similarity of what type of violence would be per- 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 perpetuated because the reasonings for this is that do we want to live in a country where we have that sort of ideology? And is America a country that was precipiced on the idea that that sort of precipitated, excuse me, under that idea that was having to have some sort of racial divide in our country? Uh-huh. I don't believe, and this is my personal opinion on the idea whether it was legal or not, it is a good idea for us to be supporting these sorts of rallies in that sort of setting in this public view, given the fact that this is not at all what we want to have our country to be going towards. No, okay? I, I, I don't, totally I don't, I, that, disagree with that. I, I, don't, I understand freedom of speech is important, but for, this is this is not speech. This is, it is. This it's is speech. Not, it is, it's speech. This is inciting violence. No, they're not. It is inciting violence. It is inciting violence, and it's inciting... A fe- it's not inciting... It they is. were not inciting violence. I'm sorry. When 
there's never going to be a time in my life where freaking neo-Nazi rhetoric is ever going to be something that is not is, is supposed to be. But they're not. They're not inciting violence. The response to them, the respondents choose to be violent. And you can even say, no. I don't. I don't know if I'd agree with this. You can even say, vi- the the speech is so bad that violence is morally and ethically defensible as a response. You can make that argument, but. It's not, it can't be, it can never be legally defensible. I can stand here and say whatever I want. Obviously, if I start, like, badgering you personally and going to the point of actively harassing you personally, that's something different than regular freedom of speech. But I can sit here and talk about anything abstractly ideological that I want, and it can be the thing you find the most offensive in the entire world. And I can be a piece of garbage for saying that to you because I know how much it offends you and how it's going to make you feel. But if you try to stop me from saying it physically or respond to my saying so with violence, that's on you and that's your fault for doing so. And you're the one legally in the wrong. You can even say that you're not ethically or morally in the wrong because what I said was so bad. Correct. You can make that argument. But legally, you're always in the wrong in that case. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's the problem that I'm thinking of coming down to with this whole idea of allowing these sorts of topics. It must be always allowed. I should not because no, that's not the case. Because if that were the case, then we should be able to say fire, fire, fire in a, in a movie theater. And that is truly not the case. Yeah, but th- that's not an analogy. Listen, 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 listen. The, ca- the, the fire analogy is given as a catch-all analogy to say Anything that I personally subjectively decide is ideologically bad enough is equivalent to saying something that's going to inevitably lead to physical distress and whatnot. We can, you can say the exact same thing and the exact same argument was made for very left-wing speech. You can say, like, okay, there's plenty of organizations out there. I mean, go on to any college campus and you're going to find the Socialist or Communist Club, right? right? right and they're right, going to get right. together and they're going to talk about we need to seize the means of production. We need to expropriate bourgeois property. We need to empower the working class and disempower the current leaders, right? right? right. And you can also say, okay, that was tried in history, wasn't it? It was tried in the Soviet Union. It was tried in East Germany. It was tried in, it's being tried, you know, in North Korea. It was tried in Cuba, yada, yada, yada. It was tried in Cambodia. What's happened wherever this was actively tried to the point that these, you know, group of ideological individuals want it to be tried to. Murders, mass repression, state violence, terrible disregard for human rights. And you can say, okay, therefore we can't have the socialist club at the university either. It's the exact same argument. And that's the point of freedom of speech. If you start restricting freedom of speech for someone you find so terribly abhorrent that even though they're not being violent and even though they're not actively advocating or calling for violence... Ideologically, okay, hold on. Ideologically, what they're saying is so bad, we have to shut them down. That creates elite. That creates a legal, and um, you know, legal state structure to shut down speech. And maybe you like it when you're in charge of that structure, but guess what? Ten years from now, five years from now, three days from now, maybe you're not in charge of that structure anymore, but you built it up. Someone else is in charge of that structure, and maybe they're going to start shutting down stuff that they hate so much, but maybe what they hate so much is what I'm you sorry. Hate. Like I'm sorry. The advocation of the destruction of a people or Who? the— a- Where did it happen? Never Stop. happened. Stop. The advocation of the destruction of people, uh-huh. the advocation of separate divisionary policies that would put people against one another based on race, sexuality, or religion, to me, has no place in this country. 
Okay, it goes against everything our country stands for. Okay, and furthermore, to say that that's not incendiary or some sort of action of wanting violence is is preposterous to me. Okay, I, I, you're gonna have to show. You're gonna ha- then the burden is on you to show when did this rally in general? Okay, in any rally or any gathering of individual any mass gathering there's there can be certain individuals who proclaim the most extreme things you can imagine for example maybe in the communist club at the university right maybe there's one or two individuals who just got some crazy notion in their Uh head and they're going around and saying yeah what you guys say is radical but i'm even more radical i think we got to go out and smash them heads and break into the banks and kill the bankers yada 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 yeah we shouldn't have that exactly so in any ideological gathering, there's going to be a couple individuals saying that. There wasn't that just does... a couple, though. There wasn't just a couple in this rally. Maybe. I'd... There was You're, you're going to have to show me. I've, I've heard the so chance. There, there was quotes. There was I've heard there of, was I've slurs. I've seen a lot of videos. Okay, well, I'm there's trying to There's slurs. Say... Slurs isn't an... an... No, 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 no. Slur... no, no, no. A slur Tim. is not an... It is. No, it, no a Tim. slur the, isn't. They, not, Tim. not slur. They were, they were literally saying they wanted the destruction of peoples. They wanted... Where? When? I their, haven't seen In their quotes, they had T-shirts on it. They had signs. I don't know them offhand. They had they were quoting Mein Kampf for God's sake. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. So, certain individuals. All I'm, okay. Let's agree to disagree on this because I don't think we're going to find any sort of standpoint. I understand where your ideology is coming from. The idea of freedom of speech and the idea that that needs to be protected. I agree. However, I think where we're coming to with the disconnect is whether. Freedom of speech is, is protected unt- until a point where it becomes um, – until it gets into the way of safety of people. Okay, uh-huh. um, What do you call it? That's where that, – that's, that's the law. That is the law. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh-huh. I think what you and I are disagreeing with is did Charlottesville constitute a protest that would lend itself for peaceableness? And I don't believe – it did. I think that was. I don't. I'm not sure what that could possibly mean. Lend itself to peaceableness. Okay, there was no way in God's green earth this rally should have been constituted and legalized, given the fact that this was just so incendiary. And the fact of the matter is that the neo Nazis, the KKK, and the white supremacists, anytime those despicable human beings are are put into that situation, uh-huh. it, it it would not give anything to me in that public and that in that broad sense of a general of of, of availability in protesting and in. in Charlottesville, any positive outcome that would not lead to violence. Okay, that's my argument. I'm sticking with it. You can stick with yours, but that's just personally. I don't think things like this should happen in America. It shouldn't be. I don't care. Well, should or shouldn't? Of course, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. Should be allowed. But let's let's digress from this topic Uh and let's go to another aspect of this issue, and that was the idea of Antifa. Right? Was that Antifa? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. So, because because let me let me say this: yeah. a lot of right wingers are saying, "Well, well, well, it wasn't the KKK that were the bad guys. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't the white uh-huh. supremacists were the bad guys. Yeah, it wasn't the neo Nazis that were bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's those leftists. It's all those Antifaists. Yeah. If if our if our you know, I may not agree with the KKK, mm. uh, but you know, it wasn't until Antifa came that these things happened. Like, I, th- 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 I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, I hate. The fact that this is being spun by individuals who, quote unquote, say are they are right wingers uh-huh. uh, with the freedom of speech argument. You know what I mean? Like, to me, if you're siding with the KKK, neo Nazi supremacists, uh, not just not you necessarily, Tim, but the people that I've been seeing and listening to and reading and et cetera, uh-huh. if you side with them, then there's something wrong with you. There's, there's something wrong going on right uh-huh. now. Okay. So the argument then was it wasn't these, these despicable tiki torch 
you know, freaking Home Depot purchasing, you know, vagrant, disgusting vermin that uh-huh. were that were the issues. It was Antifa. Uh-huh. Okay, so Antifa is an organization that was known for quote unquote guerrilla tactics. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, for, they like to for, call it direct leftist, action. Direct action. That Normally, may, that may lead to in every except for this normal rally. There have been things like this that have happened in the past year or so, right? Where you would have some right-wing demonstration. This is by far the most radical right-wing demonstration. Yeah, and and it was one of the largest. It's not even close. But there have been much less radical, generally just simple, like pro-Trump, like demonstrations, Uh right? Not nearly this radical. Maybe I mean, God knows. Maybe there's a neo-Nazi in the crowd or something in in these other rallies. But it it wasn't explicitly that. This was explicitly that. Yes. But there's been recently, you know, relatively conservative but not radical rallies and in all of the in the number in every case of those i can think of when it went to violence it was always antifa that started the violence well i don't i don't in know every single one i don't i don't know that data i don't see it um i'll say this i'll say this if it's if it's you know a right-wing rally for, based upon you know rallying the troops for trump or whatever uh-huh. you know what i mean like that's just political discourse and yeah. I, you know i honestly after this whole scenario i'm done with trump like honest to god i'm done with uh-huh. that piece of shit like i'm sorry like i'm done yeah let's address his response no, but, 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 okay let's go ahead stick with the antifa argument uh-huh. so the argument is is that this is all antifa's fault you know what yeah. i mean sorry ladies and gentlemen i don't even care if you want to call them antifa or you want to call them left-wingist or whatever if you have any sort of morality to think that it or at all and still think that this protest was of a good moral standing it was right for these people to be there and that it was right for this action to take place and you're going to blame it on the countering group and i don't even give a crap if it's antifa or whatever you want to call them does not matter to me the fact of the matter is this to stop these sorts of actions, you don't ignore them. You don't talk to people that don't believe in your own humanity. You don't talk to people that don't have reasonable, objective understandings of how to have a conducive argument, okay? These, these, these extremists, these, uh-huh. these neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, the KKK, aren't there to have a conversation, aren't there to listen to you. They just want you dead. If you are not a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you should die, period. And if you talk to a person like that, it doesn't matter how peaceful you are. These individuals need to be exterminated in a way in which that would allow them to no longer be able to talk up to the way they have with their rhetoric. And now, I'm not saying go out and... Okay, let me finish. I'm not saying go out and have a freaking machete and take off their heads. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for violence. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that the argument that Antifa or the like or what have you are doing things that aren't going to solve the problem, I think doesn't it, it does not actually relate to what has happened in human history. And a great example I would say when people say, you know, violent actions or 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 or, or direct protesting does not work. Well, ladies and gentlemen, look at the freaking Boston Tea Party, okay? Um, I'm sorry, but you got a bunch of guys Dress. Don't don't roll your eyes at me, Timmy. I know you loved. I know you love critiquing the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> Tim's all about the teas. Like God forbid you do that to tea nowadays. But I'm saying when the when the patriots of the revolutionaries of the Revolutionary War era, excuse bunch me, of anti-racists there. Huh? Oh, right, right. Dressing as Native Americans. I get that there's some 
there's some layering to well, that. I was, more, I was more thinking of the fact they all own slaves, not that they dress as Native Americans. That's true. No, no, the whole thing's a conundrum. The point uh-huh. is that they wanted to take away this straight, this, the chains of bondage from the European country of England uh-huh. and wanted to have independence. So what did they do? They destroyed public, they destroyed private property, put it into the ocean, and mm-hmm. pretended they were Native Americans. Okay, yeah. but we we allowed that as oh, that was a wonderful act of patriotism. And why did they do that? Because one of the major bones of contention is the colonists wanted to expand into Indian land. I bet they were going to do that as peace, as peacefully as possible. Right, 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 exactly. And England didn't want them to do exactly. that because it was going to end up costing them more money because they were going to have to the subsidize them this. militarily. The point is this. So this is your, so your, your anti-racist no, no, no. argument was it's not anti-racist. Is, is it wasn't the heroes were a bunch I'm of saying, people I'm who just wanted to kill Indians. Is simply, my argument is simply, uh-huh. to argue that people should just talk out their problems and things get uh-huh. better is BS. Most, if uh, almost all actions of any sort of equatable uh, aspect in history have been so with people taking up arms. Uh-huh. People argue about Gandhi. Yes, Gandhi was peace-loving. He was... Uh-huh. I, I'm not saying that Gandhiism or the idea of peaceful protest is a bad thing, okay? Gandhi was a pretty bad guy, by the way. Well, we're, I'm not, we're not getting into this today. Okay. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, had used you know peaceful protests during the Civil Rights Movement, and people laud him for doing such things, but they're... Um, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not saying that that's peaceful protesting is is, is 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 does not work however when you are working or, or when you're protesting or trying to get your point across to people that don't believe in your own humanity i don't believe that all the time you should have your peaceful quote-unquote protests to make your point put across that being said with antifa with the mm-hmm. with the individuals of the white supremacist individuals that were there and what have you there was a big media outpour because yeah, of it okay uh-huh. and rightfully so this could have been pushed under the rug as just another bunch of white boys trying to act all you know all chummy you know what uh-huh. i mean oh just white boys being white boys right uh-huh. but no we need to make sure and this is where your argument came about that the that the, that the media over overstepped their bounds with this topic okay well, no, i am glad i am glad Are it you? went okay. as fervent as it did because mm-hmm. any times these sort of things happen it needs to be lambasted because you know what the Nazis did the same thing. People thought they were fringe groups. They were just in, in Nazi Germany before the Nazis took over the Germany. Uh-huh. He had all these little Nazis going off, you know, saying this, you know, uh, right, uh, you know, I, I'd say, I'd, I'd say, you know, nationalistic ideologies. Let me interject quickly. And and th- that they thought that these people were just fringe fanatics. They were just crazies. That no, no one would ever take them seriously. But then they became the majority, and then they became the leading power within that country, and we saw the atrocities that the Nazi party had done. No. When people like these, when despicable human beings who want to, decept, who want to destroy and kill off anybody who's different than them are in existence, we need to raise the alarm fast, quickly, and succinctly. And we need, as, in, to, as a nation, remindful, be, be mindful and remind ourselves that we are not standing up for people like these types of disgusting individuals, and we need to unite as one. And that's why when these similar actions that took place in Boston, was it Boston? Am I right by saying that? Which one? There was what are a, you talking about? There was another, there was a, there was a... Uh, oh, free speech rally. I'll, yeah. we'll talk, well, I'll, okay, I'll okay, get okay, into I'll, that. But, 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 but when that rally came about, you had, what, 10, 20 misguided individuals not necessarily they were racist or whatever uh-huh. but 
knowing that what this would probably lend itself to not very be about free speech and be probably more so towards the the, the fervency that was going on in our country be 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 not as productive as it was you had 20 people doing that and i think it was i don't know close to 30,000 people for the counter protest yeah. and thank you anybody up in the boston area that did that you did the right damn thing okay Guess what? This is not about freedom of speech anymore. This is not about whether or not someone can say something. It's about racism. P- plain and simple. And if you guys start trying to look at this as some sort of political constitutional action of, oh, freedom of speech. Freedom... No. Stop it. This is about racism. Get with it. Why were those neo-Nazis there? Because of a monument. And what did that monument represent? Well, Tim and I can discuss that a little later in this podcast. But, Tim, I'm sorry. You had your time. Now it's your time again. Yeah, okay, listen. I know the Nazi analogy, okay? The book I'm reading right now, I'm rereading it. So I've already read the it. The Coming and of the Third Reich by Richard J. Very Evans. Very good, very great work of history. It's obviously about the establishment of the uh, Nazi state. So Tim, is I this, know. Are you using it as a as a bookmark? Is this like some Yeah, it's one of those adhesive strips. <laughs> it's it's got a cover on it, so it's not going to stick. Any <laughs> anyway, I'm rereading it because this thing came about. I wanted to rebrush up on this, okay. and I've already read the book, and I've read a bunch of other stuff about it too. That you do. So I know what the heck. I'm... Tell it all to the ladies on your OKC. Exactly. So I know what the heck I'm talking I read about. A lot of books. No, Come date me. There's absolutely <laughs> no comparison between the uh, rise of Nazism and what's going on with these groups uh, right now. It's so different. It's so different that anyone trying to make the comparison makes uh, me roll my eyes because they don't know what they're talking about. It's so different. You oh, can't I don't compare know what I'm it all. About ladies and gentlemen. You want to you want to borrow and read it and read it when you read when you read um uh, what Rupi Carr's new book yeah then 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 we'll talk which by okay. the way is coming out in two months okay so anyway you went, on, you, you went on such a rant I forget what I was gonna get oh no I know exactly what I want to get to oh, okay so you say Antifa yeah w- no, kind of where does this draw the line it draws the line because the ideology that these people are espousing you would claim inextricably would lead to the attempt to destroy whole peoples and mass yes, killings and Yes, that's what whatnot. they want to do. Okay, very very well. You can you can very much make that argument. Correct. Here's the other argument someone else is going to make who doesn't like the other side. Yeah. What about Okay, so what if a bunch of, you know, middle-class businessmen type people uh-huh. feel that People openly advocating for communism, Uh even if they don't say it out loud, we know because we know the history, they want, they they also want to destroy our humanity. In the Soviet Union, people were unpersoned, which means that people who were formerly upper class or highly educated or owned businesses or had a little more money than their neighbors were like legally deprived of rights and structurally classed as secondary citizens. Many were sent to the gulag for nothing they did wrong. Maybe they had a little more money than their neighbors. They were sent to the gulag. Many farmers, you know, they wanted to collectivize agriculture so that everyone was equal. Maybe there was a guy. Maybe he was a little smarter than the other people in his village. Maybe he worked a little harder. He had a little bit more money. Maybe he hired some people to help him harvest his crops because he was a better farmer and he had a bigger field. Many of these people were killed, flat out killed because Uh of what they are. Same happened in the Chinese Communist Revolution. I have a great book about the um, Chinese Communist Revolution written in the 1940s by a sociologist who went over there and studied the changes Okay. Under the new communist regime okay. on the ground, okay. people are killed. People are sent to prison for no for nothing they did right, wrong. Right? right, right. So you can say 
if I'm maybe someone who is middle class, I'm educated, I have more money than most people, maybe these communists, maybe these, these socialists, maybe they just say, oh, we want a little more equality. We just want some better social welfare. We just want more representation for the workers. Maybe they say that, but I know because I know the history. I know that if they get into power, they're going to send people like me off to the labor camps. They're going to maybe kill me if I try to keep my money. Maybe they're going to expropri expropriate my property. They're going to take my children because they were born to a father or a mother with a little more money. They're going to make them second-class citizens. They're not going to have wor working rights. They're going to have worse jobs, even if they're better prepared or better educated. They're not going to be able to own property. They're going to maybe be sent to work in the fields in freaking Siberia because I know the history. I know this happened. It did happen. And therefore, I know no matter what these people say out loud, I know what's going to happen if they get in power. So therefore, if the, you know, socialist club at freaking Drexel University wants to hold a rally, that means me and my buddy who owns a bakery and me and my buddy who owns a landscaping business, we can form not anti-fa, but anti-com, anti-communist, and we can put on black masks and when they have their freaking bake sales to uh sponsor their commie summer retreat we can go up there with with gloves and bats and beat them over the head just like the antifa does because we know no matter what they say out loud we know the history we know what happened if they get into power the same thing's going to happen i think so we can do that i think it's a false analogy though it's not a false it, analogy. well because the problem is is that they were explicitly saying what uh in, in in their in their rhetoric in their in their signage and in the symbology many with... many many left-wing groups do the same no, and maybe I, they'll say oh it's tongue-in-cheek no, it's tongue-in-cheek no, tongue you not, know what i, I spend a lot of time Tim. like on internet communities with far left people right i'm sure no one's surprised by that yeah listen and I, and I look at what the far right people say too because among, among, among other things I yeah okay i look at everything <laughs> listen you're right the far right people they'll say in various levels of jocularness a lot of times they'll say they're being ironic maybe you can say they say they're being ironic but they're not they'll make and i saw the the quotes and the chants and whatever they make jokes about oh jews going into the oven jokes oh, yeah like I said, oh, we're going to inst institute slavery again, yada, yada. Okay. Jokes. And they're going to say, of course, we're joking. And you can say, I know you're not joking. I know you're serious. And maybe you're right. But the far left people say the same thing. They make jokes. We're going to throw In them this into... particular... Let me finish. We make jokes. We're going to throw them into the gulag. We're going to send them to Siberia. We're going to kill them like we killed the kulaks. And they say, it's a joke. Lighten up. And maybe now the right-wingers can say, you say, it's a joke. I know it's not a joke. Therefore, I, don't therefore see... I can do the same thing to you that Antifa did I, okay, to the right. As I said, I think it's a false analogy. This is why it's I'm a saying false analogy. you have to have principles in society. No. Principles that apply no matter how much you hate the I'm not saying no matter how much you hate what the people say and you have no, to say even no, if you no. think even if you think and even if you know that the ideology is going to lead to something bad unless they're actively explicitly out loud saying it they, they have to say it they were in the same way that you can say the left-wingers were saying they it. were not not in the, it's the, the same no, no it's not it is if, if there were a protest such as what you speak that uh -huh. was leftist quote-unquote saying things to, like that go to freaking co any college when uh, they're when uh, they're having their again, commie meetings again, you're gonna uh, see it. meetings so you can say things in the private of your own home uh, I, 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 I don't care this wasn't that that's why i'm saying it's a false analogy this was a public protest as you said with a thousand racist pieces of garbage and with their with not, with their rhetoric and their signage and their intent they were specific as to what they were doing and what so they were specific saying we want genocides yes probably. where I, I, okay yes probably no no, no. listen no, no. And, I, to, to, i've i've, li I've looked to the, i've seen the videos and pictures i've seen listen. them too tim they got they got the mind come freaking shirts all over the damn place you're not going to tell me that individuals like that aren't trying to just free ironic 
They were specifically trying to show okay. an ideology that they wanted to destroy peoples. And the fact of the matter is this. And we're getting back to the circular argument whether or uh-huh. not they were, whether or not this was right or wrong in the basis of law and judiciary yeah. uh-huh. policy. Okay, we've, 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 we're back to this again. I don't think our, uh-huh. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've talked about it. But the point of the fact of the matter is this. It's a false analogy to claim that people that would probably if, – if indeed communists did do the same type of protest, I would be just as up in arms. You don't advocate for violence in that in that uh-huh. context. And one and another another aspect of this is, as you said, could a could a, could a middle class B person feel the same way and do the same thing? Uh-huh. I would be saying if someone is trying to tell try, trying to kill you uh-huh. and, and, and say those certain things, yes, I don't I don't I, don't, I think pro- counter protests would be would would be acceptable. Now I don't uh-huh. again say advocate quote unquote for violence. That is not what I am saying. What I am saying is is that for Antifa's standpoint, it did come out to be violent in in, in whatever respects. Okay, and the fact of the matter that. Whether or not that there are communists doing the same types of protesting, I, I can't speak to that. But the truth is, is that these individuals that were in Charlottesville were saying things that were incendiary. Were of doing, course it's incendiary. Yes. Were saying and advocating for a extermination of people. I don't think so. They were doing with their symbology, representing with their the symbology, Party, you're and saying with their, with their Hail Hitler. With their symbology, and you're saying... No. We all, know, all even, though they're, even though they're all not saying it out loud, inextricably leads to that. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this, right. my friend. Listen, now, I don't like these guys. I know you don't, but I don't, I don't like it. I, don't, I, don't, I, I know you do. I know you, and I don't think the viewers think otherwise, or listeners uh-huh. think otherwise. But I will say is that I don't think I agree with the logic in which you espouse. And okay, that's, fair enough. And this is the, I agree I, with and, it, and I can't be persuaded otherwise. And, and, and that's why we have two different views on this topic. Now... Two of the topics about the Charlottesville, uh, I, I, I'd call it a massacre, um, that we need to discuss yeah, is, uh-huh. uh, is what was the reasoning for the protest originally? And that was the, the Confederate the statue, Confederate statue yeah. of Robert uh-huh. E. Lee was voted democratically. Was it? Yes. Okay. I wasn't aware of that to background. To be removed. Okay. okay. I wasn't aware of that background. Yes. It was voted democratically within the, in the I town. I mean, for the record, I say, honestly, first of all, before I say it, I'll give my opinion outright. I say remove it all as far as the Confederate right. statute. Right. I say remove it all. I honestly understand the heritage argument where even though they fought for slavery and blah, 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 these statues have been around so long and the feeling of reverence towards these historical figures like Robert E. Lee has morphed into something where it's not explicitly racist anymore and it's just a part of our Southern identity. I don't agree with that, but I do understand it and I do believe that people can feel that way without having racist intent. Well, people But can, still, I, people, my opinion, I say, although I understand that, I say get rid of it. People can feel that way, not necessarily with racist intent, but with an ignorance. Yeah, okay, okay that's, yeah. A, that's a problem. It's, it's, I think it's ignorance. People don't really understand what these mean. Like you can, you, I could say, you know what? That bench right there, you know, I love that bench. <laughs> uh-huh. That bench, I love. You know, that bench, I could sit there. It's, mm. it's, it's been there for 20 years. It's part of my heritage. You know, it's part of my neighborhood heritage. But it yeah, turns out people bench. want that bench removed because it was made with the, with the bones of children, okay? <laughs> like, out of, but I didn't know okay. that. It was ign- I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant to it. <laughs> At, and you know what? Uh-huh. Those statues, be it made of shit bronze, by the way, they're not. It's not made of very well materials, and there's okay. a reason why for this. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it's because that, the, the, the northern the, companies. No, are no, like... no, 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 no. It's 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 much more freaking. It's it's hilarious. Okay, it's how how I want to hear this. It's hilarious. Give, give it in, to in me. the sense that it makes me. It's it just gives me it vindicates my my opinion so uh-huh. so very much so. Anyhow, but out of ignorance, I love my bench, okay. and because of that, I can someone can understand how much I love my bench. It doesn't 
doesn't mean my opinion's right. It means I'm just ignorant, okay? Uh-huh. So the fact of the matter is um, this. The heritage standpoint of these of these monuments, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, for this particular one, let's go and talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I just want to remind you all that I do have a historian, history background. Oh, boy. I, 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 got, oh, I did get my bachelor's degree uh-huh. in history. Um, and I'm well-versed in Civil War history and, and, and the post-Civil War uh, Reconstruction period um, because they shoved it down my throat. Because most American universities oh, yeah, they are all about American history. Board. And that's why I was like one of the ten people that were was a world historian in my university. It wasn't known for that, at least. I'll tell you that much. For every Civil War historian, you have, for, for every world historian you have, you have probably 150 Civil War experts, quote-unquote. Yeah, so, yeah. anyhow, the point is this. When the end of the Civil War was messy, okay? Uh-huh, they wanted yeah. to clean it up quickly, hmm. and they wanted to do so to, to mend a nation. And as much as I think I, don't, I can't speak for Abraham Lincoln, so to speak, and there's a lot of perspectives about this. As much as Abraham Lincoln wanted to just to fix it up, one thing you can't change, and that's racist ideologies that has been in, in, inside a person since the day they since the day they were conscious enough uh-huh. to be able to interpret yeah. such things. You could not destroy racism with the, after the Civil War. It wasn't going to happen. It would take generations after generations after generations. So. Robert E. Lee, who's this guy? Okay, so Robert E. Lee was a general, and that's the main general in the Southern Army for the Confederacy, okay? People try to have this mythos about him, like he was only doing it for his Virginian oh, heritage. Oh, no, he had slaves. You know, he was yeah. doing this because he was caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, Actually, no. America wanted Robert E. Lee to be the general before they wanted they Ulysses S. Grant. Uh-huh. And it was true. He was a, he was a, he was a great tactician. Oh, okay? yeah, he, he was. was. But that doesn't necessarily mean he was a great unfallible person yeah okay uh-huh. he owned slaves as a matter of fact his historical document shows that he was actually a pretty brutal slave owner yeah um, uh-huh. he wasn't a nice person when it comes to that aspect of him i can't speak to whether or not he was a good person in the general scheme of things yeah but as far as what the main bone of contention was about the civil war which was slavery mm-hmm. um if anyone if any if any fool i'm sorry you're a fool you're a deluded fool yes. yeah if you think uh-huh. it is other thing if no. i get one more individual says it's about states rights it's no, about it's states rights yeah about the states, states rights right. don't slave thank yeah. you okay i'm sorry you're deluded yeah. you're deluded i'm it's i can't even it's hard to even have conversations with people so deluded and yeah. look at the historical document that actually shows the secession of those states yeah Though, uh-huh. it was for slavery yes. read your crap dude like i'm, I'm sorry like so that's, I think, where the first bone of contention of all this crap comes from. Why did the Civil War happen? Slavery. Slavery. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, 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 a, it's a matter of fact. Um, not just opinion. It's fact. It's uh-huh. literally in the documentation. Yeah. So back to Robert E. Lee. Robert E. Lee was a slave owner, a brutal slave owner, and, yes. he, and he believed in slavery. Yeah. Period. But I do, and I won't discount the fact that back then, people were more connected with the state they were part of rather than the federal True. government. Uh-huh. That it was, it was common. And I, I, I think... I, I think Here's, let me interject real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the argument these people make is Robert E. Lee, he's an honorable man. Oh, he he couldn't man. defend his man. homeland. Wonderful. Here's the thing. He swore allegiance to the United States of America. He did. If, if by honor he couldn't invade his homeland, the honorable thing to do would be to sit out the war. Correct. But... He had money in the pot, yeah, and he wanted uh-huh. to, and, and that's really what this, what this, what this came down to. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny, not funny. It's interesting. A lot of individuals who come to the Americans, to Americas, that before the Civil War, like their family didn't, come, they weren't part of the country at that time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I think, I think a lot of the times people think that they were fighting for slavery was like everybody owned slaves. All everybody in the South yeah, owned slaves. Uh-huh. No, no, very few guys and ladies. Listen, 
there was such a small proportion of people in the South who owned slaves, one, and if they did, they owned very few slaves. There was a handful of people, the bourgeoisie. That they owned, weren't the bourgeoisie. Okay, the, the elite, okay. the rich. Yeah. Okay? The individuals owned so many slaves, but they were the power holders. They were uh-huh. the congressmen. They were the senators. The they were the governors. They were the mayors that owned it. And they said, you know what? I want to keep the way things are because I want to keep my money, okay? Uh So let's get the poor to get really angry and say, you know, they're taking away states' rights. They're telling you what to do. Let me interject real quickly. What's really interesting about the Civil War, which you don't so much hear so much, the poorest parts of the Confederacy, like northern Alabama or like the mountain areas of Mm -hmm. Tennessee and Kentucky, often, often helped internally the Union because those really poor people hated these super rich plantation owners right. who were down on the coast miles away. Right. They're like, we're going to die so these guys have slavery while well, I'm a dirt farmer in the hills? Yeah. I don't think so. Exactly. So guys, the whole premise behind the Civil War, I don't know exactly where you all are standpointed on it was far, as far as as far as far you know, what was the Civil War all about, but I, I think there's a pretty good theme, at least from what I espouse, and I think uh-huh. Timmy does as well to a certain degree in the podcast, where, listen, they're just dividing you. The Civil War was no it was no different than how the visionary policies have been enacted throughout this country and throughout the history of humankind. Those in power want to stay in power, and to do so, they put hate inside the hearts of those who are below them, so they feel like they're doing a righteous cause. And the cause that they thought was so righteous was to stay and fight for the Confederacy for states' rights. But in all seriousness, this was only for those who had power to keep power and keep their money through slaveholding and having others fight that war to keep that that's all this was and a lot of this all came precipiced by proceeded from that fact uh, okay that's fine that, that that that's the verbiage you want to use Tim. so with robert e lee uh-huh. he's not benevolent i'm, I'm he I think it's important for us to realize what he was, and to also realize he was a good general. It's hard. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh-huh. just. It's just. That's, that's the fact. The matter is, but he did say, mind you, after the Civil War, and he did lose uh, that monuments. Yes. Uh huh. Monuments to depict the Civil War and its its individuals um, as heroes is will not help the he- nation heal. Oh, I want to interject with an interesting point. Yes. So most of these, if you look, yeah, at crazy. What, yeah, it's if crazy. you look at what times crazy most shit. of these monuments crazy. came up. Yep. Mostly, it was during times when civil rights were a major political hot-button issue. Correct. So, so it wasn't like sometime hundreds of years ago we built all these things and they've been there since. Yeah. It's more like, okay, every now and then until the Civil Rights Act finally won it, quote-unquote, you know what I mean. Yep. Every time until then when civil rights or rights for freed slaves or rights for free blacks came up and became a hot button issue, that's the specific time these monuments went up. And that's that's, as if to say, well, we know what they're trying to say. We're still that place. So Robert E. Lee said, don't put these monuments up. They're not going to work out for the country. Uh He actually advocated for them for not. So there's a monument of him, and he would probably say, I don't want that there. Yeah. So Uh now, as Tim said, so you would think that after the Civil War, all these monuments popped up for, you know, a lot in, in the South, at least a lot the oh, the, the Confederacy or, 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 or these great generals, whatever. This is not the case. There's two periods in American history where these Civil War monuments for the Confederacy started popping up a lot. Mm-hmm. 
The first era of this was during the Jim Crow era. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. in the South, the Jim Crow laws were de facto laws that essentially, you know, weren't on the books, uh-huh. but they were they were purposefully trying to show African Americans uh, or people who are of non-white descent or or, or, or people who weren't were not Protestants or you know white Anglo-Saxon yeah, Protestants uh-huh. that you are the minority you have to listen to us the majority and if you don't we will lynch you we will kill you you are not welcomed here mm-hmm. so those are Jim Crow laws so a great way of doing that to show people that you're not welcome is by putting up imagery that makes them know where they actually belong and where they don't actually belong so you see these city centers these these men on horses or these judiciary individuals that supported racist laws pop up all over these southern cities and this was due to the fact that they wanted people that the moment they walked into that city or town or whatever know that yeah. you are not welcomed here unless you are a white anglo-saxon protestant uh-huh. so that happened during the jim crow laws well jim crow laws kind of went on the wayside wasn't as prevalent during the Great Migration to the city. A lot of African Americans left the South because yeah, of Jim Crow uh-huh. laws and went to places like Philadelphia, New York, you know, mm-hmm. Chicago, things like that. Um, but then during the Civil Rights Movement, and people started saying, "All right, you know, a lot of us are still not getting what we want in America. We're told we have to drink in different water fountains and all these other things. We kind of don't want to deal with this anymore because uh-huh. that's not right." Yeah. Well, guess what? That was the second era in which these monuments and statues for the Confederacy popped up. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. so you get an influx of all these statues. Um, just to further remind people, listen, I don't give a crap about your civil rights. Oh, this is a town where we say whites are the best. Uh-huh. So. These statues weren't meant to allow the Confederacy or, or states' rights or whatever a deluded idea you have of the Civil War. These mm. were just images to say, you are not welcomed in my town. That's what these images actually are. So to, to piggyback of what Timmy was talking about, about, you know, I can understand how these heritage, da 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 that's not actually what the statues were meant for. Yeah, that's true. People argue, oh, you're rewriting history. Uh-huh. You're rewriting history yeah, by uh-huh. taking out these statues. No, actually... Actually, by advocating for the continuation of these statues to exist based on the idea that they represent Southern heritage and the Confederacy's right for states' rights, you are rewriting history because the purpose of those statues had nothing to do with them at all. It was purely put there to tell individuals of non-white descent or majority descent that you aren't welcomed here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And now – the second part of this topic was why are they built so crappily? Okay, okay. this is what I want to hear. Okay, so the funny aspect of this, so they, so the moments these were happening the, during the the Jim Crow laws and during the um, civil rights movements, these statues had to be put up really quickly. They yeah. couldn't afford pure stone or pure marble yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah. So okay, there was like these uh, si- uh, daughters of the Confederacy yeah, organization, uh-huh. which by the way, all those like sons of the revolution, daughters of the revolution, no, those, all those, no. all those, rev- all those societies, um, it has a really crappy history. They were meant to make sure that immigrants in America uh-huh. know that they uh, weren't real Americans. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. So they had all these like new societies. Uh, even the even the uh, the Masons, same difference. Uh-huh. You can't be in a. It's changed now with the Masonic Guild. They have they have you know different. They, they're more inclusive. Yeah. But yeah. these like exclusionary like groups and societies and clubs uh-huh. were meant to make sure immigrants didn't feel welcomed in yeah, America, uh-huh. um, which is crazy to think. It's because I know I know a lot of sons and daughters of the Revolution do good things now, but they they 
they started as a exclusionary group. Yeah. So these conf- daughters of the Confederacy uh, said to these communities, hey, I know you need the statue up. We'll give you money for them, uh, but we can't make really nice ones. So they have these crappy <laughs> pre-molded bronze yeah. hollow statues. Uh-huh. And that's why a lot of the imagery that you're seeing now, these statues falling down from being torn down, sometimes legally, sometimes illegally, uh-huh. um, they collapse on themselves because they made because they made quickly and like crap. Yeah. And that's why you see at the bottom of all these statues, these plaques saying, thank you for the daughters of the Confederacy for putting huh. these up. So the reason why they're all garbage is because they were put up really quickly to show everybody, oh my God, we really better do this before we can. Yeah, so, yeah. That's where these statues are all coming from. And these people start saying to you, oh, you know, you're rewriting history. These statues were about my my heritage. And oh, the sad thing is that you see all these, you see people from the north saying this. And I know <laughs> and, and, yeah. I know a couple of the people I've seen like, uh, you know what? You you came here a little later than that. So uh-huh. this yeah, yeah. has nothing to do with your heritage. Uh, I'm just it, it makes you wonder. And it, that's why I say. Yes, you can agree out of heritage or whatever that these things are right, but no, they're still like, wrong. All right, all right, because out of ignorance. All right, Brad Marianelli. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. You're not- <laughs> yeah, you or uh, or or Jessica Castello. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you know what I mean, or yeah. you know, or or or, or Eric O'Neill. Like, yeah, what the yeah. hell are you talking about, dude? Come, uh-huh. you, are you so bogged down by the narrative that you just want something to complain about because you just love pro Trump? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, ladies and gentlemen, these these statues weren't meant at all to really allow the confederacy they were meant to make people that went into that town know that that if you weren't white anglo-saxon protestant you were not welcomed yeah okay uh-huh. um so trump now okay i think that's the last piece of this story okay i think i know it's a long we're, one it's a long one but you're not used to it but you're not used to it but <laughs> <laughs> but ha 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 the point Ooh. is um trump's response to this in my yeah, personal opinion, uh-huh. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, it's not even yeah. funny to be ironic uh-huh. with him anymore. This was the last straw. Like, not that there, I was ever. No, it's him. always Trump is always funny in my. It's my, well, <laughs> not. It's never not going to be funny. I can't. I can't take him seriously. Okay. I can't. Uh-huh. He he had the moment to really just say. No, this is crap. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and like the timeline was it right? Was it wrong? I think any person in the right mind that wants to think objectively and divide and, and to, to, to get away from party lines here, like he didn't say how he should have said it at yeah. the time. No, you're right. You're right. It was it was insufficient. And when he said at one point, he said, "I don't know if I want to take the time like dissecting what he." Like, yeah, I don't even. I don't. Want to. I'm but done. like when I'm he said like. It wasn't just it wasn't just neo Nazis. It wasn't just KKK. There were many fine people there. That's actually not true. Like yeah. this one, normally when you have like right. honestly, normally when you have like a, a protest against a Confederate right. statue or whatever, right. you can say that. But in this case, it's you can't say that. No, no. pretty much we're all may, not maybe some weren't literally nazis or whatever but basically they were all very radical yeah of course and um, and th- that was that was a chance yeah that was a chance that he had uh-huh. to make any bit of anything else any bit redeemable yeah and you know what in a way thank you president trump uh-huh. thank you for being such a bigoted piece of crap because i think in a way the fact of the matter is that we all know who you really are uh-huh and I'm not no, going to clump. I'm okay. not, not going to clump every person that likes Trump with those that were the protests. I Let think- me say this: I don't. Okay, there was a big outrage against Trump's response 
to some extent, I think that was perfectly legitimate. fine and legitimate and good. I don't think at all he's like a white supremacist. I'm not saying Nazi that either, but I don't I'm, think that's I'm true saying he's a piece of crap is what it is. If he doesn't he, have the if, well, he, I mean, if he's more worried about his support rather than doing what's right. Uh-huh. That I'm sorry. Like yeah, you a, look at you look at most I mean, presidents Tim like look, and, and, I always thought Trump was a piece of well, crap. Obviously. I mean, you know I have certain I have complicated feelings about Donald Trump. Well, but in any event, I always thought he was a piece of crap, and he definitely is. And it's just, I think he had an opportunity to really sediment this 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 this, this issue in hand uh-huh. and just take care of it, and he didn't. He, and, but as I said, I want to thank him because you know why? Why? I think he finally just made it perfectly clear to anybody out there that racism still exists in America. That we that that, that it still hasn't been solved. And you know what? We're about to hit that point in American history 100 years since the Civil Rights Movement. Okay? We got, we're getting close to that halfway point. I it's mean, 50, it's, it's been 50 sti- years. Okay, it's okay. been 50 okay. years now. <laughs> okay. What, in 50 years, a generation has passed. Uh-huh. Okay? Or, or two. A generation or yeah. two has passed. How much more can we really show for it? Uh, oh, a lot. Don't. I'm okay, not saying, you can't. I'm not you saying can't. that things haven't been progressed, Tim. I'm a not, lot. Like, you Tim, can't even imagine how much better well, it is. I think it's arguable to say how much has really been shown. I disagree. Based on certain segments of it, population-wise, poverty-wise, jail... Uh, it's still, you can't imagine how much better it is. You can, I, I mean, know. I know you can take the pessimistic view and say, I'm not how paying much pessimism. have we really changed? I'm just saying... But I'm, the reality is we've changed Charlottesville, I think... No, that, I think Char- I think we've got a better at putting it under... No, I did. No, I disagree. I think, I think it's nope. gotten better to, to hide it. I think. I think, it's I think very it's fashionable. There. I think it's under. Still, I think it's fashionable to fashionable. understate the gains. Look at look at the it's statistics. It's unbelievable. Look at the, is it, it is. fashionable? To look at statistics then. I don't think it's ever going to be fashionable to look at statistics. All right, then I think is it more valid to then look yes, at statistics? Yes, then? yes, thanks, Tim. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's never going to be fashionable to look at statistics. Incarceration rates for individuals who are not white are higher than those who are, even yeah. though the higher population of people that are white are in America. If you look at all the impoverished communities that are in America, you could see that there is much higher populations of impoverished individuals. This uh, conversation is 17 podcasts in itself. Like, there's a lot more going on there than racism. It's such a huge I issue. I don't think there's a coincidence that America doesn't care about those who are poor. And a lot of times in those areas, there are high demographics of those who aren't white. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But listen. And to me, Tim, to, Tim, maybe that statistic got a little bit better. Maybe it did. A little bit. But it's still not good. Again, we're not going it's into this topic not good. because that's a whole podcast and more on its, its own. It's still not but good. But I will no, say this. You can't, Trump, you can't Trump, imagine I, how much I, better Trump, it is now. Trump, I will say, at least did us a favor by showing us that racism still exists and that he's not going to do anything about it. Okay, I'll sign on to that. Uh, he has, he's not going to yeah, do crap I'll about it. I'll sign on to so that. So that I hope in 20, um, 2020. 2020. I don't think he's going to run. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to make any predictions okay. as of now. But. I'm just Emmanuel happy that he showed it on there. You know, if anything, it really was telling about what you saw on social media, who was for what. And it's, uh-huh. it's, it's disheartening in a way. Mm. It's disheartening. You got some logical-minded people, uh-huh. some, some smart people out there yeah. just saying some really ignorant stuff. Like what? You know, just, just, just like the heritage aspect. You know, just yeah. the idea that, you know, they're rewriting history. Uh-huh. And it's like, now history's been written. 
Yeah. But you don't see me putting Hitler statues in the middle of, of a town square mm. uh, and saying that, you know, that's helping me learn more about history. I see how your hand is being laid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. history's not being rewritten. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just trying to take those aspects of what they actually mean, those symbols of what they actually were meant to be showing, and taking them out of the public view. Because uh-huh. I don't think Charlottesville, I think 98% of them voted for Hillary Clinton. Actually, I think that's a statistic that they had. What, for... their city? Yeah. Oh, I bet. It's a freaking university Yeah, I city. know, I know. And th- that that symbol is, it doesn't, <laughs> is, not, is a remnant. It's a dinosaur yeah, uh-huh. of, of an era of racism. Uh-huh. And should it be in the museum? Yeah, probably. But yeah. You wanna, you wanna, yeah. That's where history is kept, right? Uh-huh. Where no one's going to see it. Where no <laughs> one wants to care about it. Okay? You want to keep your little no history, to go to your quote-unquote, your history, go to the museum. Maybe then if you went to a museum more, uh-huh. you wouldn't be saying the crap you're saying on Facebook. Because it's ignorant. And it's bigoted. And it's full of hate. Okay. And you're just buying in to the classist divisional division that is going on in America and it's saddening to see that, you know, the policies are that are benefiting you to survive, the social policies, yeah. are, I'm not going to say liberal or Democrat, but the individuals that are helping those policies stay alive uh-huh. are the same individuals that are trying to take away statues like this. And the, yeah. the, the uh-huh. individuals okay. that want those types of statues to stay in place would rather you die in a gutter without being able to get a single dollar of social security or medical benefits or access food um, credits or any sort of disability thing in, out there that allows you to be able to survive. Whoever, whoever gets any of those supports, you do realize that those who want those statues to stay around would rather you die in a gutter than have any of those things. Think of that. Think of that when you start saying things like snowflake or liberal or, or, or leftist. Think of that when you start thinking of those terms. And individuals who are are, are on the on the other angle, the other idea of keeping those keeping those statues up, I mean, excuse me, taking those statues down, I think it's better off for us to start talking to individuals who don't get the aspect of what we're saying as best as you possibly can and being as forward as you possibly can. There's no more tiptoeing around the topic, ladies and gentlemen. There's no more giving people training wheels, okay? You have to put, even if it's awkward, even if it's, even if it's, extremely painful for you to just tell a person that you love and care about and know that that you're wrong you're just you're just wrong okay you have to do that there's no more middle liners anymore there's no centrists in this topic anymore you're a coward you are a coward if you are a centrist in this viewpoint i'm sorry that's my opinion you're, okay. you're a straight up coward if you're uh-huh. a centrist when it comes to this opinion you don't want to get you don't want to get involved you rather it be the status quo you're no better than a person that wants to keep these statues up you're a coward so, all right, sorry, that ladies was, and gentlemen. That was, I don't know. Like, it I was an it, episode. I, it was. It was. Um, but you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm happy we're able to get involved into this topic matter. And I, mm-hmm. I you know, Tim has his viewpoint, and I don't say. Listen, it's wrong. I can't be. I can't be dissuaded of this. I understand fully the argument. Believe yeah. me, you think I haven't Tim, read I, this I, stuff I, forward and backward? I, of course, you are very educated. I know what I'm talking about. Person. I'm not saying the people who disagree with me are are wrong. I feel they're wrong. I feel they're misguided in this. But listen, that's my opinion. I dislike these sorts of ideologies as much as the, as much as the next guy. You speak about neo Nazis, yeah, 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 of course. But I have course. a very, very, very well, ideologically strong and, commitment and I, and to free and speech. I understand that, and you know what? It's it, I think that's why the Constitution is interpretable. Uh-huh. The idea of what is it, and I'm just on a different a- angle. You know what I mean? I th- 
I got to say, saying I think I, you're misguided. I think, you think I'm misguided, I think but I still think what I think. And you know, and I think that's what's important about this podcast is that I know that there's individuals that are on both ends of the fence. Um, but I hope that individuals who are listening to this podcast who at least had a sympathetic view for the protesters that were advocating for the keeping of the of the of the of the, of the Robert E. Lee statue that was a monument for racism, uh, that you at least could have been swayed to think otherwise and at mm. least started to make you think about the other way. Um, I think it's important for us to at least put that in that perspective. But you know what? Um, I want to live in a, in a country where, where these types of symbols are stricken from our 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 consciousness or our, our public spaces at mm. least. Well, not the consciousness. Well, not enough. Excuse me. The public spaces at least. Yeah. I don't want to live in a world where somebody who is close uh, friend or a lover or what have you or otherwise feels if they're not safe in this country or I, I just I just don't want that anymore I don't want it I don't I, I hate it and I hope all of you out there do hate it and I hope all of you do your own part to advocate for um, an equitable place where we all feel as if we're safe and and wanted in this country because the advent of Trump being in, in, in all the rallies he's had otherwise it's scary it is scary mm. it is a scary place to be but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening yes. today. It was a long one, but I think Tim and I really needed to have this stated. Yeah. I think I, I mean, think we missed a lot, so we got it. we had to we had to do it. Yeah. Um, but next th- week we're just going to talk about Emmanuel Macron's makeup. <laughs> we're gonna, it's going to be it's nothing but that. Okay. Uh, but thank you so much, everyone who's uh, listening to our podcast. Uh, just a reminder: we're on iTunes, Google Play, FM Play, and SoundCloud. Um, Weirdly enough, SoundCloud almost went out of business when we were I out. heard. Yeah, that we would have sucked. That would have sucked. So that's where we keep all our data. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we can get into that later. Um, we also have a Facebook account. Please like or subscribe um, uh, on our Facebook account. Leave a if uh, a comment if you like. Um, we're really if you have some opinion that you want to discuss because we've been talking about heavier things. Um, we'd love to hear. You, we'd love to hear it. Um, we also would love for you to support us on Patreon. We got a Patreon account on Patreon.com, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Um, and you know what? You know, and thank you all for those who support us financially. But thank you all for just listening and telling your friends about uh, the podcast. The best way to advertise is word of mouth. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Um, you know, it's uh, we we take pride in our views. We take mm, pride yes. in the production that we do. Um, but we love the fact that we are giving people what um, an entertaining uh, real uh, and evaluated mm. uh, perspective of things and I know yes. this this podcast this particular one was our 20th whoa it was our 20th podcast by far our longest by far our longest <laughs> how but, long uh, we're, we're about an hour and 30 minutes Yikes. yeah I know but you know what it was I did not want to talk listeners I mean let's hope you get stuck in traffic <laughs> Um, well, school season started, so the That's school true. buses are going to just be a, a, a havoc. Uh, don't get me started. And then the college kids are oh back in gosh, Westchester. I don't want it. I don't want uh, to I deal know, with it. I know. I know. I had a girl get stuck in traffic. Uh, literally, there was a girl in front of me yeah. driving in her car. She didn't know how to do the stick shift. She wow. got stuck. It was it's crazy. Crazy stuff. Mm. But um, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope to uh, be able to hear some comments about the topics that we had uh, about this podcast. So thank you all. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. This is Tim. And this is Dave. And this is Tim and Dave. Thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Goodbye. Why do we do that so slow? What was the point of that? I just wanted to be a little bit more Mm. cinematic. Okay, I guess that's fair. Man, I am hungry. Let's Let's get some cheesesteak.